Imagine if medicine actually looked at you as a whole, opposed to looking at you as a bunch of separate systems. Dive into Integrative Wellness Radio with Dr. Nick and Dr. Nicole to learn more about the top trends in integrative medicine, to learn about what the limitations are with testing and what you can do to start your health journey. Hey, hey, everyone. So welcome back to another episode of Integrative Wellness Radio. I'm here with Dr. Nick. I am Dr. Nicole. And we are talking all about some of the components to physical issues that people aren't talking about, which is the basic principle of anatomy. And we bring this to the table because we have seen many, many people that are suffering with different things from reproductive issues, uh, bladder issues like interstitial cystitis. We have had individuals with hyperactive thyroid, low functioning thyroid. And when we play investigator, which we like to do, we find that there are very specific physical components to their condition. And that can be due to scars, scar tissue, physical injuries, so on and so forth. So we're going to be breaking this down in a series because it's a lot of content to cover depending on the body part that we're talking about. But one of my latest series where I spitfire things on TikTok and Instagram is I talked all about how scar tissue and the accumulation of tissue in general, how it can actually play a role in the reproductive organs, the bladder and the pelvic bowl in general. So we're going to start there. But of course, we're going to be sprinkling in not just talking about the physical components, the biochemical components, but also the mental emotional components. (laughs) Because we are truly integrative. Nothing is linear. Nothing is black or white. There is a lot of fucking gray, as we always say, and it's really a matter of understanding all of those layers. So if you're a practitioner that you are looking to, you know, step into more of an integrative approach, you're looking to master your clinical skills, or if you are a person that hasn't been getting answers through conventional medicine or even functional medicine, you are in the right place. So as we dive in here, there's, you know, we've seen so many different things come through our doors. And there are a variety of different diagnoses that people are walking around with. And this, when we talk just reproductive system, we're talking endometriosis, polycystic ovarian syndrome, uterine fibroids. And the thing that I want to say up front about this is an accumulation of tissue like endometriosis is usually happening as a protective mechanism. It's there to protect your uterus and ovaries, your most vital organs, because one of the primary reasons we exist as humans and even animals is to reproduce. So your body will do whatever it needs needs to do to protect those organs. I'm excited about this one. We're going to get crazy. <laughs> so with that being said, is that tissue tissue accumulation will happen if there is bacteria, fungus, parasites, chemicals that are in the pelvic bowl. So you might be thinking, how the fuck does that happen? <laughs> Tampons. 
pads, underwear that are lined with flame retardants and different chemicals. Like there, there are so many things that people are not thinking about. Think about lubricants even. You know, if you actually look at the primary active ingredients in a lubricant or even a condom, and then you get on, say, environmental working group and you look up those chemicals, or the way to, that you can actually figure out if something is toxic, if you type in a chemical into the Google search bar and you write, benzene toxicity, you follow whatever that chemical is with the word toxicity and Google that, you will be able to find peer-reviewed studies on it's if it's toxic or not. It blows my mind every day because there are things that are on the market for internal use. Think of a tampon that literally contains dioxin and dioxin, that's what the whole thing in Ohio was about. They were talking about dioxins getting into the water and it was killing the wildlife and creating all of these skin rashes. And, and they were literally saying if the dioxins are as high as they think that they are, that there's going to be cancers throughout that entire area within the next three months. Hey, but it's okay. Just put it up your vagina. It'll be all good. Yeah. All good in the hood, man. So well, another big part is it's not just, you know, putting something internally that direction. It's also just understand that 90 plus percent of the population have leaky gut and all of that going out through the colon because we just have poop all of the bad stuff coming out right in that area that you're going to have through that leaky gut aspect, you're going to have the chemicals and the heavy metals and everything. And the safest way your body can, you know, kind of protect you is to embed that in tissue. That's the thing that that's a huge point because people don't realize like anatomically. So if you literally go on Google and you search the anatomy of the pelvic bowl. Can we say like DuckDuckGo or Brave or something besides Google? Oh, whatever. Everybody <laughs> uses Google. <laughs> so you're going to literally see that the rectum, the urinary tract, and the vaginal tract, they all are in a very, very close proximity and essentially all share walls. So if you have a messed up gut, which essentially your body is trying to eliminate whatever is in your gut. If it's bad bacteria, if it's fungus, candida, parasites, again, if you know you have these things or not, they're trying to get eliminated via a bowel movement. So your rectum is where your bowel movement comes out of. So if you have dysbiosis, aka a bunch of bad stuff, not enough of the good stuff, hanging out in your rectum and on top of it you're constipated so aka it's not even leaving the body it's just chilling then that is going to affect the lymphatics around your colon and then that is going to allow it to get into other places or it's going to get picked up by the blood vessels which is going to allow it to travel potentially into the urinary tract or potentially into the vaginal tract so you have to understand is that all of these organs being in very close proximity is one of the reasons why we tend to have issues in multiple areas. So, oh, I've had IBS for years. Then all of a sudden I started having urinary tract infections. And yeah, I do get bacterial vaginosis or yeast infections sometimes, but I think it's because I wore a wet bathing suit. How many times do you hear that? I'm like, that has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe the chemicals a little bit build up. Yeah. Or I get a yeast infection after sex if I don't pee immediately. I'm like, 
I get that. I get that you figured out a strategy, but that doesn't mean that the underlying issue is gone. The underlying issue is that you got to figure out where the dysbiosis, where the the overaccumulation of the bad shit is. So going back to the whole endometriosis is that if you have bacteria, fungus, parasites, chemicals leaching out of your gut, then you're going to have a bunch of tissue that's going to build up around your uterus to protect it. Because it's like, no, 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 no. We do not want any of this stuff getting in here because this is an important organ for reproduction. Same thing if you have a bunch of bacteria, fungus, parasites, chemicals in your bladder or your urinary tract. And the thing is with your urinary tract, it's it's a very tiny hole. There's really not many things going up there, but your kidneys are the filter of your blood. So if you're getting exposed to toxins from your food, from your drinking water, from the fucking toothpaste you use because it's loaded with a bunch of shit, tolu- uh, toluene, fluoride, yeah. all of that. So if you're getting exposed to those chemicals, it's getting into your bloodstream, your kidneys are filtering out And the way that it does that is through your urine. So you potentially have the chemicals or the toxins coming from the top down. And now that's accumulating in the bladder because of all the inflammation in your pelvic bowl. And then speaking about top down, you know, we were just speaking top down physically. There's the top down mental, emotional aspect of it from the body, the mind, the spirit. Energy flows above down, top down. So we go, it flows actually the spirit to the mind, to the body. And so we can look at these stresses from the mind and how- I feel like people get weirded out by the spirit thing. And I, I, I love <clears throat> the way you explain it to our clients because you're like, in, it's, it's about your inspiration. Like so, this isn't about yeah. God. This isn't about whatever well, we, your belief system have, is. I say we have two spirits. We have our external spirit that's connected to just a higher power. And then we have our internal spirit that has the connection of when we talk about mind, body, spirit, it's really that inner spirit. And the mind is always, so the flow is that inner spirit to the mind and then the mind governs the body. But the connection of the three is that the, your inner spirit is what's most important to you, your highest values. And the goal is, which is a course we have. (laughs) The goal is always to be in true alignment, homeostasis, authenticity. Anytime that we're actually out of alignment of being who we are, that's what drives sickness and disease. Everything is just a feedback mechanism, a symptom or a teacher, a pain or a pleasure that's imbalanced, trying to get us back into our true authentic state, which is a state of balance and authenticity and homeostasis. So I want to take that and run with it really quick because we just talked about an accumulation of tissue like endometriosis that can happen around the reproductive. And it's like you said before, it's protection. It's protection. And one of the things that I know you have helped work with some of our clients is injected values from family, culture, religion, tradition, whatever. And it was being shamed sexually. Yep. You know, you know, you can't um, have pleasure with intercourse. Don't have intercourse until you're married. You know, having being aroused is 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 well, bad. It's a and it's sin. I mean, there's there's specifics to every different type of symptom or I guess label of a diagnosis, which I'm not a huge fan of. But endometriosis for the most part is like you said it's the shame about really we don't take action when we're shamed and endometriosis is the buildup of actually not taking action so it's not taking action on our desires and our fantasies mm-hmm. and because it's the sexual center of creation it's not taking desire and action on our sexual fantasies mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean you have to go out and you know have a threesome or an orgy <laughs> or get fucking crazy <laughs> like that but it's 
it's be it's the fantasy when you look at energy it energy's that balance of who you are then we have the positive and negative charge when we look at that fantasy aspect that fantasy creates a nightmare and when we look at that we've created a nightmare from a fantasy well now we have to protect ourselves from that nightmare and if we continually don't balance out the fantasy and the nightmare we continually have these physiological effects in this area building up tissue to protect ourselves physically from that mental nightmare that we've created from not taking action on the fantasy the action on the fantasy is yeah if, i mean if you're drawn to do that experimentation live your life but it's a fantasy it's a mental fantasy so it's really just about going through and balancing out the mind to decrease the fantasy as you decrease the fantasy mentally and emotionally well then you actually remove that nightmare and when the nightmare is gone then the body doesn't have to protect itself anymore yeah and that's the thing is if you are a person who has embarked on functional medicine or you've embarked on you know different things to help your endometriosis and it hasn't improved then that's where this exploration or understanding of the mental emotional comes in because everybody is different with why that manifested in the first place so if you're a person who has Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis and you are dealing with bladder issues or reproductive issues, then there might be more of that biochemical layer. But if you are a person who, you know, has been rather unsymptomatic or hasn't had, you know, many obstacles with their physical body, but has had a lot of obstacles and emotional adversity in their lives through, you know, trauma and guilt and shame and fears, then there might be a totally different layer going on for the root cause of, of the issue. And like you said, I mean, humans are gray. It's not black and white so there's usually a mixture of, of both yeah and that's just understanding energy energy is resonance energy is always attracted to a similar form of vibration so it's like if we have that low vibration of a nightmare we're going to attract heavy metals and chemicals and parasites or fungi of that same vibration and vice versa you know it's like if we have a parasite that's hanging out in that area when that's hijacking us guess what it's going to be connected and we're going to attract mental and emotions all right nobody freak out that they have parasites in their vagina to, to, it happens <laughs> it, it does happen it but happens. don't freak out that they're going to attract the emotions that are going to be connected in that same resonance the same vibration well speaking of this too so obviously i know the main topic here we were talking about you know physical layers and and even scar tissue is you know we're we're also talking about the fact that if you think about this like you know your your lower abdomen your groin area your pelvic bowl like the primary the primary reason for scar tissue associated with surgical procedures is C-sections. And, you know, two parts to this. So one is some women get a C-section. Some women get multiple C-sections because once you get one, they say you should have a C-section with all of the rest of your deliveries. And some women have a massive accumulation of scar tissue. They, you know, they say immediately, my scar has no feeling. My scar is really hard. I have this pooch you know, I, my belly hangs over the scar, which is pretty much showcasing that your scar is adhering to other tissues, potentially even your bladder. Well, it's the same thing, just looking at if you have loss of feeling, if you have loss of connection, decreased blood flow, decreased lymphatic flow. It's scars is when you think about it, it's it's like you're driving down the, the highway and then there's this huge blockade. Mm -hmm. Like that's 
what a scar is doing and you just translate that to the mind and it's like well th you just created a barrier yeah you, you don't want to see something you don't want to experience something you don't want to feel something so the mind creates a barrier shuts the door doesn't want to deal with it well guess what then we have that in the body and when we can look geopositionally in the body what's amazing you know chinese medicine gets starts to get into this a little bit is that different areas of the body different organ systems they're all connected like we just talked about you know the reproductive system that's connected to the second chakra it's all sexual energy so it's like looking at where the scars are and you know c-sections it's midline mm -hmm. so it's going down through that a major energy channel major energy channel that central vessel and, and looking at kind of like that major foundational of your lifeline but also at the same time when it comes to c-sections you know there are a lot of women like not many women are like i want a c-section most of them are going in with a birth plan with the intentions of having a natural birth and you know wanting their birth to be really magical and special you know i i hear it like clockwork patients non-patients friends acquaintances is that a lot of births are very traumatic and they're traumatic physically but they're traumatic emotionally because it's like I had this plan of this beautiful birth and it's not that there's nurses coming in saying you know the baby's heart rate has has dropped or you know we need to get the baby out you've been in labor too long and the baby's stuck and the baby's got the cord wrapped around their neck like it it's so many things that can happen that now not only are you getting this you know traumatic surgical procedure but then there's also so much fear and adrenaline at that time that you're getting this surgical procedure. So it's like as much as you move on from that time frame is like you can hold those, those emotions. You could hold that trauma in the scar as well. Yeah. And I don't, I mean, this is a little polarized view, but it helps people understand that for the most part, the majority of our systems, all the way from medicine and traditional medicine, allopathic medicine, all the way to the Weather Channel these days, it's a Disney movie. It's crazy polarized and it creates the fantasy that everything's going to be completely perfect. And as soon as it's not perfect, well, then we drop all the way to the worst case scenario that's a nightmare and it's a life and death situation. Well, that's because conventional medicine thrives for emergency situations, but they make emergencies out of things that don't need to be emergencies. That's what I'm saying. And so. I personally did a home birth because I don't operate that way. And our home birth didn't go. It wasn't that fantasy. Like, it was three days. There was marconium. Like, it wasn't... Yeah. It wasn't all sunshine and rainbows but we weathered the storm and we were calm and and everything was actually fine but if i was in a hospital setting yeah i would have you would have had a c-section yeah it would have been, been fucking yeah. nightmare so, so that's what i'm saying is a lot of these reactions and these installed fears and these procedures most of them honestly aren't necessary it's it's just because we're put into a system that's actually driven by fear so speaking of what you just said is like one of the other factors that i want to discuss in relation to this is low back, low back surgeries. You know, I can't tell you how many people that we have worked with that have literally had multiple back surgeries. They've had fusions, they've had disc herniation surgeries, and or they've had full-blown like disc replacements, disc removals. It turned out that their low back was actually due to some of these things we're talking about. It was due to a fucked up gut. It was due to inflammation in their bladder. It was due to excess tissue around their ovaries or their reproductive organs. And all of those things were actually due to infections, chemicals, and things that are in those tissues that shouldn't be 
either. Yeah, and and, and don't get me wrong, it's vice versa as well. Well, it's spe specifically GMOs. And that's one thing people don't think about is GMOs, they oh, break yeah, down that's a great point. and degrade your cartilage. Your car your, no, your collagen. Your collagen, sorry. Your And your collagen is a triple helix, like your DNA has a double helix. So like one of those bands in your collagen gets replaced by the GMO to simplify glyphosate the whole process yeah so glyphosate the chemical that is it's the primary chemical in Roundup number one your weed killer but it is the the primary chemical associated with genetically modified food which corn grain cotton cotton think of tampons almost everything yeah tons tons of GMOs so we're getting GMOs in our food we're getting GMOs in our vaginas through tampons <laughs> hey but this won't be a problem as soon as we just you know start eating bugs like oh, they God, don't, to. Don't even get me started <laughs> so so yeah so that i think that's a really huge point because there are a lot of people that well a lot of people are getting more injured easily especially young athletes but also even like talking about you know birth and pregnancy and c-sections there's a lot of women that have major major bladder issues after and they think that it's just specifically trauma from the birth but you're more inclined to have weakness trauma or prolapse when you have have this weakness in the collagen, this breakdown in the collagen, which collagen is in your ligaments, your tendons, your 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 muscle. It's in everything. It's in all of your tissues. So if you have excess of that glyphosate in your system breaking down your collagen, you are going to be way more inclined to have different types of injuries. So even with pregnancy, there's a lot of women get that get the splitting of their abs, which is diastasis recti. That is going to happen more easily if you have a ton of glyphosate residues, pesticide residues in your intestines that is then leaching out of your intestines and getting into the tissues of your abdomen. And the same thing goes for hernias is there is a lot of women that end up with a hernia post-pregnancy. A lot of men end up with hernias as well. But again, hernias have gone up tremendously after the introduction. I don't even want to say the introduction of GMOs because GMOs have been actually in the food forever or part of the food forever, but it's just gotten significantly more abundant. And majority of the food out there is is GMO. And for those of you that are like, how the hell do I know if it's GMO? So produce that has uh, the sticker on it that starts with a four is GMO. And also too, is just like be aware. Just I know that- Just go to your farmer's market because everything's GMO. Well, yeah. But if you, that's the thing I was just going to say is when you go to a farmer's market and you look at strawberries and you look at oranges and you look at food or cucumbers even like everything is small it's very small cucumbers are 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 very thin asparagus is so 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 dark green and like potent tasting well, celery is supposed to be dark green it's not supposed to it's injected with water and yeah to hydrate it so it lasts longer. So when you go to the grocery store, after you go to a farm or a farmer's market, and first of all, you see it and then you taste it. And then you go to the grocery store, you're like, fuck, what have we been eating? It doesn't taste like anything. No, not at all. But one thing I wanted to go back on is like, okay, so a lot of these things, chemicals, GMOs, toxins, they create an inflammatory process, which creates more breakdown in the body. Energy is bi-directional. 
So a toxic mind creates a toxic body. Toxic body creates a toxic mind. So one of the issues, you know, dealing with a society where, you know, there's a lot of sadness, a lot of depression, all these imbalanced mental issues is part of it is just the toxicity of the body because yeah. as it's all creating neuroinflammation. It's all creating neuroinflammation, but if the body's having more breakdown, the mind's going to have more breakdown. So you want a balance that homeostasis is a balance of breakdown and build up. You know, it's like you if you have more breakdown in the body, that's going to force the mind to constantly see more drawbacks, more bad than good. And then that's just going to create a cycle cyclic effect. Then the mind's just going to create more negative outlooks, putting more stress on the body, which is going to go through that entire cascade. You know, with that being said, I want to take a moment to also commend a lot of you for being here on this podcast, because there's a lot of fucking shit working against you, us, everyone. And from the shit in the food, the shit in the tap water, like the amount of toxicity, toxic burden in our bodies, if you know it or you don't. And then on top of it, we have we have lifestyles that keep us in fight or flight. We have social media that is causing us and our youth to play comparison games, you know, think that they're not good enough. They're not pretty enough. Like there is a lot of fucking shit assaulting us, assaulting our bodies, assaulting our minds, assaulting our overall well-being. So the fact that you're here and you're listening and you're trying to educate yourself is huge. And just understand that there is light at the end of the tunnel. Yes, it takes work. Yes, it takes investment. That investment being your time, that investment being, you know, financially investing in, in different things that are going to make you better. But, you know, if we really take into consideration how much time and money is being spent on shit that's fucking us up, you know, and reprioritize that. It's it's going to be something that radically changes your life and the trajectory of your life. And if you're new to this, like it's okay to get pissed off, but Oh, I've been I've been raging for like 11 years now. I still I rage. Gonna, but I was going to say, you know, we want to move past that force. <laughs> Use, I was raging yesterday. Use, Nick was like, should we do a podcast today? Because you're use, really I, raging. I love it when she gets fired up. <laughs> use that energy to drive change. I was raging about the dog collars that literally have chemicals that are black and white, so toxic and are fatal to cats, dogs, and humans. But it's in the flea and tick collar. Don't, don't even get me started. That'll be a separate podcast. Okay, so as we wrap up here, there's a couple, two more points that I want to make here. So one, we talked about the low back. We talked about the collagen. We talked about the GMOs and the glyphosate. But something else that I want to bring to people's attention is that if you have been an athlete, you've been a gymnast, you went skiing or snowboarding and and jammed your, you you fell on your butt, you jammed your tailbone, you hurt your low back, whatever the case may be. If you were a CrossFitter, you know, a gym rat and you messed up your low back, understand that the most subtle shifts in your low back your SI joints. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up. But what people, people call their SI joints, their hips very often. It's not technically your hips, but for sake of simplicity is understand that your, as females, your ovaries are actually anchored on your hips, your SI joints, your sacroiliac joints. And that is going to create strain 
when you have issues in your low back. Maybe it's because you, again, you have repetitive stress, you sit all day. Maybe it's because you messed up your hip through an injury or through, you know, repetitive stressors from doing a specific type of sport or falling on your ass. I don't know. But I know that there ha there are a lot of women that are struggling with fertility. And I'm that is a loaded topic. And if you want to know more, definitely listen to our other podcast about fertility. But sometimes it's the fact that there is so much strain on your fallopian tube due to the fact that your hips are totally out of whack, out of alignment. And it's putting massive strain and like essentially putting a roadblock on that fallopian tube. Yeah, I mean, there's we've had it happen in our practice and it's been, you know, a story for many people is I got adjusted and then I was able to be pregnant. You know, that just shows that there's a blockage of that communication. And then once that blockage was removed, then the communication for life to be able to express itself. Yep. Was allowed. And I know we talked a lot about, you know, tissue around the uterus. There could be tissue around the bladder. And this is one of the driving forces of interstitial cystitis. But I have actually never worked with a case of interstitial cystitis that there wasn't global inflammation in the pelvic bowl. So very often those individuals had issues going on in their gut, specifically accumulation of different toxins and inflammatory agents in their rectum. And they usually had things going on in the vaginal tract as well. That doesn't mean that every single area is symptomatic. You're going to only be aware of what is the most symptomatic. So if your bladder gives you a ton of pain, discomfort, burning, etc., then you're probably not overly aware of the things that are going on in the vaginal tract or the rectum, or you're on the flip side, that you're constantly having bleeding every time you have a bowel movement. That is, you're having more symptoms in the rectum, or you're constantly having bacterial vaginosis, discharge, yeast infections. So, but... I will tell you this is that there is usually involvement with all three of those areas when you have one diagnosis because they're all connected. The other thing that I want to speak to is the the ovaries because you don't necessarily, some people do get the endometriosis, like the tissue that can envelop the fallopian tubes and envelop the ovaries. But very often there are individuals that are dealing with cysts on the ovaries. And this definitely can be associated with what's called polycystic ovarian syndrome which is actually a major, major issue with blood sugar regulation and pancreatic function. So that's kind of its separate topic. But the other factor, if you have cysts, is again, the same idea of protecting. So a cyst can envelop something harmful to the ovary. So it can envelop a toxin. It can envelop a bacteria. It can envelop a fungus. And it will envelop that and wall it off, create like a little prison around it so it doesn't affect your ovaries, which produce hormones and play a role in reproducing. So just understand that the same concept applies if it's going to be, if it's a cyst, if it's a fibroid, if it is is a thickening of tissue. It's all the same idea of protection. And I think as we kind of wrap this up, the a deeper understanding is that it's not about getting a surgery or something to just remove it because the body, there's... It comes back. The, uh, you the, hear it a million times. I got the surgery there. and then it came back. Some people, it's a month later. Some people, it's six months later and they're back in surgery. I'm like, how many times are you going to do the same thing? Nailed it. <laughs>
Last thing that I just want to say quickly is when we're talking about endometriosis, the biggest connection, or again, even interstitial cystitis, some of the biggest connections can be outside of the uterus. So hence that tissue accumulation. So it's very, very likely that there's shit leaching out of the intestines, creating issues that the tissue is accumulating on the outside. But if you have things going on in the inside, let's say your, your bladder wall is thickening or you have uterine fibroids inside of your uterine cavity, then that's because the issue is inside. So that could be, again, different toxins that have come through things you're using from, you know, tampons, lubricants, condoms, and whatever. And it could also come from different bacteria, funguses that you've been exposed to through partners. You know, we have this, I always find it funny that we have this bucket of STDs and STIs sexually transmitted diseases that, you know, of course, if you ever get diagnosed, people are like, feel so dirty and they feel so shamed. But there's like a million bacterias that, and there's so many others that you can pass back and forth through male to female intercourse, etc. So I just don't understand why we have some that are labeled as that. And then the other ones we like totally disregard. But just understand is just because you have never had an STD or an STI, that doesn't mean that you don't have the potential for different types types of bacteria that are equally as inflammatory or equally as harmful. Not to make this go any longer, but you know, it's been proven that Lyme can be passed sexually. So it's like, oh, come on, you drop that bomb at the end. <laughs> That's a different topic. <laughs> go listen to our Lyme podcast if you want to know more about that. All right, guys. So next time we are going to be talking more about scar tissue and physical, physical issues that manifest in the upper body. So we're going to be talking about everything from thyroid issues, parathyroid issues, sinus issues, brain issues correlated to frozen shoulder, whiplash, neck injuries, neck fusions. So stay tuned. We thank you for being a listener and subscriber to Integrative Wellness Radio. If you're looking to learn more about Integrative Wellness Group, as well as Dr. Nick or Dr. Nicole, you can check out integrativewellnessgroup.com.